Dharma and you know described by the Indian philosophy of course is you know are you fulfilling what it is you're meant to do in this lifetime that not only serves you but it serves greater good hello and welcome back to the show Today, I am sharing a conversation I had with Cheryl Uphill. She's a certified yoga therapist in Coquitlam, BC. She offers private one-on-one yoga therapy sessions, workshops, retreats, online classes, and she does work online one-on-one. Her designations are way too long to say here, but I'll sum up that she's a certified yoga therapist, a registered yoga teacher, Diploma and soon-to-be master's in adult education, intuitive coach, and so much more. But when you sit down and chat with her, it's like you get the ancient wisdom that you could only get from you reviewing many, many, many lifetimes. I feel like I could ask her anything and she'd have the answer. She's done so much in her life and I get the feeling that she's just getting warmed up. Now, there is a bit of a backstory. (laughs) When I first met Cheryl, I was 18 and she was in her 20s and I looked up to her. I thought, wow, I hope I can be like her one day. I thought she was so cool. We were roommates in college and we all went to theater school in Chilliwack, but afterwards we lost touch. And then back in January of this year, when I was still living in Vancouver, I did a search for a Marma treatment and I couldn't find anyone and I kept Googling and searching and finally found a website with the word Marma in it and lo and behold, it's my old friend Cheryl. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) So since we had parted ways, she has been on an incredible journey from film and stunt work to martial arts to yoga, meditation, yoga therapy, spiritual retreats, India, Bali, Peru. She's done it all. And because it's Cheryl, she doesn't do anything half-ass. It is all or nothing, (laughs) all the way in. So when I went to see her for my Marma treatment, it was amazing. I didn't really know what to expect from a Marma treatment. I'd only kind of heard a few things about it. But Cheryl just creates this amazing, beautiful, safe place for you. She's got this presence when you're with her and you just know you trust that you're in amazing hands and that you're totally taken care of. And she just has this amazing bubble of healing around her. In our conversation together today, you're going to hear her talk about her work and she has been led to really focus on a lot of chronic pain care management and helping people understand pain and grief. But that doesn't have to be why you would seek out a marma treatment or yoga therapy. I myself, I wasn't in any pain when I went to see Cheryl. I was just really curious about what it was and what I would learn about myself. I'd heard about marma and I just kind of wanted to experience it. And I really, I didn't know what to expect, but I certainly didn't expect to have the breakthrough that I did. The Marma itself was incredibly relaxing and she did some chakra rebalancing, some intuitive work, some sound healing. It was a really beautiful experience. And afterwards, I remember I just sat up, I was feeling good, I was feeling aligned and peaceful 
and we started chatting. She's also an incredibly gifted and skilled coach. And then that's when I had a crazy breakthrough of something that I'd been grappling with for a long time. So if you've listened to the podcast and uh, the episode that I did with Liz Rogers and the inner voice, you would have heard me talk about how powerful it was to learn my own communication style with my inner voice. And mostly that was through feeling and sensing and some images, but the feeling and sensing that is really what I rely on in all of my coaching work, my one-on-one coaching calls, RTT with my clients. But I also experienced the other side of that, and that's the empathetic side, and that empathy really affects me. And I was having a hard time with it, so much so that I kept on taking less and less clients on. It was just taking so much out of me. And at the time, I couldn't understand why I was sabotaging myself. Here I am with this incredible tool. I love people. I love working with people. I love helping people. All I want to do is grow my business. And yet I was taking on less and less clients and I just, it felt like I was sabotaging myself and I couldn't understand why. Well, after that Marma treatment, Cheryl and I had a long talk about being empathetic and about feeling and sensing on a really deep level and what a responsibility that I have to take care of myself when working with clients because it doesn't serve them or me to take on their pain. And she started to show me some grounding tools and some protection techniques that I could do that would help me show up, but then not carry it with me after. So that's when I realized that's why I was scaling back clients. That's why I was afraid. I was afraid to work and I was trying to protect myself because I didn't know how to handle myself. But Cheryl had just shown me a way to do that while continuing to work. And I just remember I just started crying and I said, that's why I've been so afraid. I had been trying to figure it out mentally, like maybe it was abundance blocks, but that didn't make sense because I had already done so much work around that. But this was it. And the Marma treatment and Cheryl's coaching brought me to that realization. This was back in January, so things have evolved again, but that's where I was in the journey at the time, and it was incredibly illuminating for me. So during the conversation that I'll share with you here today, we're going to explore what yoga therapy is, Marma treatments, and being authentic, because I can't have a conversation without exploring authenticity, life purpose, and meaning. So we talk about how it's important to look inward, to stop looking externally for answers. Now, this episode got pretty long, so I've cut it in half. And if you're an empath like me, you're going to want to listen up for the next episode because Cheryl takes us through a guided meditation to help ground you and protect you so that you can keep on going as that beautiful empathic soul that you are. And this is incredibly important, especially in a time like right now where the world seems to be feeling extra pain. And this guided meditation is something that you can do every day. And since that Marma session, and since she shared something similar with me, I've been doing a version of this almost every single day, and it's made a big difference. So if you're curious and you want to explore yoga therapy or marma or chakras on a deeper level, you can find Cheryl at uphillalltheway.ca. She can work with you no matter what part of the world you're in. 
And if you're someone that suffers from chronic pain, you'll definitely want to reach out to her. All right, on to my conversation with Cheryl. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me here today. It's just an honor to um, to be interviewed by you and uh, to chat with you about all the things I'm passionate about. I am Cheryl Uphill. I'm a certified yoga therapist, and I'm living in Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada, uh, with many passions and vocations and dreams and goals and aspirations. I'm certainly fulfilling my dharma in this lifetime, let me tell you. I have um, been called the Swiss army knife of many things that I, that I have my hands into. Um, I'm frequently asked, what don't you do? And in the past, we used to take this as like, you know, really, why are they asking me this? But you know what? Now I take this as a compliment because it means that I'm living my life authentic to me and um, how I want it to play out. Mm-hmm. I'm not living my life for somebody else's version of what they think I should be. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for the no regret plan, I call it. And um, <laughs> I'm living many lives in one here. Mm-hmm. Yes, as a result, I do experience burnout, and I have been um, circumvented many challenges um, in my mind, body, and spirit throughout the years. But um, those infirmities actually brought me here and created this masterpiece piece of arts that I call Cheryl Uphill. <laughs> oh, I love that. And you mentioned the word dharma. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means? Yeah, dharma is um, about healing, searching deep within yourself, and For me, it's connecting to meditation to really find out those answers or speak to my higher self. And Dharma, you know, described by the Indian philosophy, of course, is, you know, are you fulfilling what it is you're meant to do in this lifetime? That not only serves you, but it serves Mm -hmm. the greater good. Yeah. And everything I was doing in my life, Jen, up until this point, not everything, but there were little pieces and I'd get these glimpses of this, like, highlight. But... Let me tell you, when I first saw one of my clients come out of pain after 25 years of chronic pain, just chronic pain and a lifetime of this pain, looking in their eyes and seeing their face and knowing I was part of that journey, and they looked to me and they said, what kind of voodoo did you do on me? (laughs) And I said, you know, I didn't do anything. I created space for you. I gave you some tools, and I allowed you and witnessed your surrendering mm. and they came out of it mm-hmm. and it was just the most incredible thing and I thought it doesn't matter what else I do in this lifetime witnessing that being part of this human condition you know as an example in, in, in chronic pain was mm-hmm. like wow mm-hmm. that just to witness it mm-hmm. and not think I did anything to have it you know what I mean to, to yeah. get it for that person I was just there holding space literally it yeah. was it was amazing yeah, that's beautiful, and I think that we all need tools. You mentioned having tools to to help them and to show them, and I think that that's what we all need. We just need to fill up our own tool belt with things that work for us, and it's a bit of an exploratory process to find out what does work for you because it's not a one-size-fits-all. Absolutely, and you know I agree with that on so many levels, and I'll go back to what I said earlier about my introduction there about what don't you do, you know, and like I said in the past, I'd be like, really kind of upset when people would ask me that like they were judging me you know and but now I take it as a compliment because I'll look back at that person and I'll say I live my life with no regrets I I want to be on that deathbed someday and if 
besides somebody else, like if someone's there holding my hand, great. That's all the better, but I don't expect it. Mm-hmm. I just want to be with myself and say, Cheryl, did you do your best in this lifetime? Did you do everything and love as fully as you could with the tools that you had? And if I can say yes, that I know I've lived this life, that I know that maybe my next lifetime <laughs> that I go on to, I, I don't have to go through all of this stuff. And maybe I've taken <laughs> kind of karmic death here. I don't know. But, you know, and it's like, it, it just, it thrills me to know that I can progress throughout this lifetime with that, that brimming underneath in my attitude. And I, and I really do my best to impart that on other people that I, I come across, whether I'm working, yeah. working with them in my private practice or whether, yeah. you know, it's a friend or a family member. It, you know, I just, I'm always reminding folks that you're living your life. This is your authentic life. So mm-hmm. you don't have to listen to somebody else telling you what to do to tell you what to do, especially with Dharma. It's like mm-hmm. you do what you want to do and what fills you the most. Right. What you have passion for, right? But it's, it's, it can be so tricky and so hard because I find there can be so many layers over top of that because what you want to do to fully accept that is you have to let go of other people's expectations. You have to say no sometimes. You can't be everything to everybody. And to, and to just go with that idea of, well, I'm just going to do what I like and what makes me happy is so hard. <laughs> You're doing it beautifully. <laughs> I'm still trying to find my way. <laughs> well, you know, and it's like, you mentioned something really key there and it's like what I want to do, what I like, you know, we get into this I mentality mm-hmm. and I mean, we all know about Eckhart Tolle and <laughs> the Eckhart self and I mean, I, I know I, most of us are familiar with his work and I really like that if we just kind of make everything very simple with his concept, which is not only thinking about yourself and how you can serve yourself, but how can you serve others? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that comes from a lot from the yoga traditions as well is how, yes, how can I serve me and how can I put myself first? I really, truly believe that that is absolutely key to put yourself first. But how do you put yourself first and then allow others to become part of that? Oh, it's like yeah. putting yourself first isn't about being in this insular world in your own little walls and doing your thing. The next step is to discover what it is that you mm-hmm. want to do for yourself, mm-hmm. what brings passion for you, what wants to get you out of bed every day yeah, to yeah. do this and yeah. but serving others has to be part of it you know I think we miss that part in our western society sometimes and mm-hmm. it's like for me if I get too much in like oh I've got to do this for me and I've got to you know like drive myself really forward that way mm-hmm. it all of a sudden removes that piece and then all of a sudden I get anxious or I get depressed oh, or whatever. Yes. I get into yeah, this mental body, yeah, right? And yeah. I get the symptomatic approach. And that's my key. That's what I know. And I know myself so well now. I'm like, ah, oh, Cheryl, <laughs> let's put this into a grounded perspective. Let's yeah. pull the balloon out from you and outside of you, maybe to your circle, to your people that you teach, to your clients, to your family, to the world. And then I just keep moving from that that first step, which is me. And then I build this layer (laughs) outside of me. And then by the time I get to thinking about globally, then all of a sudden I feel like I found it. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I do know what you mean. And I, I love looking at it that way because it takes you out of yourself. And the question that keeps popping into my mind, and I don't know how you would respond to this, but it's what about when you've built a life, 
that other people have expectations of you? How do you unravel that when you know it's not right anymore? Well, I think that comes down to really key communication, not only with yourself first, mm-hmm. but get really clear on how you want to communicate that to somebody else without making them wrong for it. Right. <laughs> That's the biggest <laughs> step, right? Like, yeah. You know, especially if you're in a partnership, um, mm-hmm. you know, husband, wife, you've got, you've got somebody that you're accountable to mm-hmm. from, from yourself. And at that point, I think it really comes down to communication and really knowing how to communicate what you want to communicate about you. Yeah. So, so many times, you, you know, when you get into a conversation with somebody and you totally forget what it is you want to say and then it gets derailed into some other thing and then you get mm-hmm. confrontational and things kind of blow out of proportion there. Um, for me, it's like I'll write out what it is I want to say first and then that way it organically kind of comes out of me when I'm in that conversation with somebody. Oh, so let's yeah. say I wanted to do a career shift. Mm-hmm. And I had a partner and, you know, we're both making money, bringing income. Like, I'm just going to use a, an example here. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to be a yoga therapist. Huh. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> Which yoga therapy I want to be a yoga therapist. But look, honey, it's going to take me yeah. probably, you know, at least a year or two to get trained and yeah. do all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, what do you think? Like, I and, and you know, I'm just kind of getting really clear about why you want to do it. Like, okay, honey, I want to be a yoga therapist because I want to help people. I don't really want to help myself here and get over my own physical things that are going on in my body, but now I want to extend that out. I want to actually give my information I've learned for myself and my own body to other people. And, and I just want this to grow and grow and grow. And But I'm going to need help from you because I'm not going to be making money as I was. We're going to bring work together on this. And so you see how I'm... I'm building this conversation as a team. Let's work on this together and we can help each other. I'm going to help me. I'm going to help you and our family. And I'm going to help global needs. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at it like that, you come from the South, you come to the family next, mm-hmm. and then you come out and out and out and out. How can that person say no? Mm-hmm. If they do say no, then you might want to question, you know, your mm-hmm. spiritual relationship with the person. But do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like we should really have that conversation with ourselves first because if we're not clear with ourselves how can we make that clear and buoyant to the people that love us mm-hmm. and the more that we can sell it to yourself yeah, <laughs> we're going to be able yeah. to sell it to other people yeah and it, it, it just, what it does is it allows you to work together as a team mm-hmm. especially with something like you know, therapy and mm-hmm. you know when you're getting into to different um you know means like that but mm-hmm. yeah we're going back to school it's another thing right and yeah. we, that support and and it's like support the self first mm-hmm. and then from there mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. search out for the outside of us yeah i think that's really important and especially having that internal conversation first with you know what do you really want to do why do you want to do it and then <coughs> standing really um kind of like certain within that because what I've noticed happen with a lot of clients is we'll do a session around like maybe people pleasing and they want to stop people pleasing and and what can happen is the pendulum will go all the way to the other side where they're not really used to saying no but now they kind of they've got the you know inner oomph to do it and it comes out really kind of shocking and abrasive to the people around them because they're just getting used to communicating a no when they're used to just saying yes to everything. And so I think that's a good in-between step is to be able to have that conversation with yourself and just really tune in and know that 
what you're asking for is what you want and that you also stand behind yourself. You've got your own back. You just said it. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You've got your own back. You have you. Because, you know, Jen, at the end of this life, we can't guarantee that that person's going to be there holding your hand. Mm-hmm. We can't guarantee that that relationship may work out. We can't guarantee anything, really. And I mean, we're going to get a little bit more into that, um, you know, in the conversation later, because I have some few, a few goodies I'd like to share with you <laughs> to help in, in this area that we're talking about. But awesome. I'm just going to go back to the yoga therapy thing. Yeah, great. Because um, people really don't know what yoga therapy is. I know I've mentioned it um, just there in the beginning. So, Currently, my main focus is yoga therapy um, with a, you know, a practice working with clients one-on-one and small group classes in yoga therapeutics and chronic pain care management. So those are the things that I've been really um, working, um, working on recently in the last like um, seven, eight years. Uh, I've been teaching yoga for um, oh my goodness, 12 years or so now, yeah. and I've been a yoga practitioner for um, about um, 20, oh my goodness, like yeah, 25 years, <laughs> right after the heels of my martial arts uh, career of 25 years and uh, competing yeah. and stuff, I went into yoga. Um, to heal my own body yeah. and then I went into yoga therapy uh, because people kept coming to me with all these complicated things I'm like I gotta be good I'm a little bit more of a specialist here so I, I went back to school and did that so I've been going to school for yoga and yoga therapy for um, almost um, 12 years now yeah, thir- no, thir- 13 years wow that's a long time to be in school I could be a doctor by now right. <laughs> I'm a doctor you of are care. kind of a doctor <laughs> yeah, right? what do they um, teach but, you in yoga therapy school well <clears throat> It's to me like I mean that's a I mean a whole other podcast and workshop lesson yeah, altogether yeah. itself. But to make it very um, okay, so what is yoga therapy? Let's just kind of define mm-hmm. what it is. I mean I took this from the International Association of Yoga Therapists website, and what they say is that yoga therapy is the process of empowering individuals to progress toward improved health and well-being through the application of philosophy and practice of yoga. I'm a certified international yoga therapist, so it took me a lot to get into the system because they somewhat parlay medical and they work alongside medical in the States. Mm. So now in Canada, I can work alongside medical as well because I have a designation kind of thing. And the standards are quite a bit more intense compared to what just a yoga teacher would um, present. Mm -hmm. So we we get into a lot of different things. And then they kind of like a doctor speaking of doctors is they want you to kind of hone in on the thing that that really speaks to you and for me i've mentioned chronic pain care management mm-hmm. um and then my yoga therapeutic structural alignment i'm actually working in cancer quite a bit mm-hmm. um I have stroke patients i'm working with i also on um, ms i've, I've dealt you name it the awesome. gamut you know i just yeah. i get everything from soup to nuts um in there mm-hmm. but i think my main focus is is been um you know, really getting folks to to understand their pain because um, mm. pain and grief mm. are the two main things that come up for mm. for me, anyways. And when I went to school, yeah. the other thing, they said pain and grief are going to be the two things that the human condition is always going to present to you. So get really good at dealing with the pain side of things in life yeah. and the sides of things in life because people don't even know how to define grief and right. what it goes. I think it's just when somebody dies or something. Mm. It's not. There's a whole other multiple mm. layers. So I'm um, a lot of advanced courses in both of those fields Mm -hmm. and uh, also just a lot of self-practice and being on my own mat and being in my own studio, my own private space to really figure things out in my own body. I have been gifted now, Jen, about three or four 
major opportunities in the last 10 years with my back going out and being paralyzed from the waist down and, uh, you know, kidney things going on and like physical things and mental things. Like I've been, and every I say gift because I learned it in my own body, how to overcome it. And then I imparted the knowledge on other people. So to me, <laughs> that's what yoga therapy is. I mean, to me anyways, right? That's yeah. my definition yeah. is yeah. how do I take my own life's challenges turn it into a win or turn it into something I could educate others with. And how can I discover more about me and not be like, Oh, here's another thing. Challenge. You know, it's like, how can I turn this into something that, 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 that that can serve others? And that answers your other question. Oh, I just, I just need to pause for a moment because that's just one of the most beautiful statements. Um, and I, I heard you say that before. The last time that I saw you is I was gifted with these opportunities where a lot of people would look at those as being like, why me? Why is this happening? And be in a lot of pain. Um, but the ability for you to be excited about it and be like, awesome. What an, what an opportunity for me to learn about myself. What am I going to learn so that I can share with other people? I love that. Right? And isn't that, isn't that, shouldn't that be the focus of like all of us? Wouldn't that be amazing global mantra? <laughs> I would love to live in a world like that, right? Where right? when, and, and I try to do this too. I'm not always successful, but when things happen, I always try to look at it like it's happening for me and not to me. What's like, what can I learn about myself? Um, anytime I'm experiencing anything physical myself too, it's like, or a big emotion. Okay. What, what's the message? What, what do I need to know? What, what, what am I missing? <laughs> well, exactly. And you know, it's like what most of us miss in the mark of really defining anything. It doesn't matter what we're trying to define is what do you think? So many times we look outside of ourselves yeah. and look to the media, look to our loved ones. What should I do? What should I do? And, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Anita Morjani, Dying to Be Me. It's an amazing book. Um, I Dying highly recommend to, to Dying to Be Me. Yeah. And she's also got a YouTube channel. And oh, cool. Dyer discovered her. She's, she's oh. just a fabulous, um, fabulous example of this. And she speaks of she had – all these cancers going on in her body. They said, yep, that's it. You're going to die tonight. She did. She died. And she came back. And she describes her journey in this book of mm. how she went to this most amazing, beautiful place that was just full of love, 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 love. And they just looked at her and said, you can go back. She goes, no, I want to stay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you can go back. It's simple. Just bring this love with you. And, you know, and then she figured out when she was there on the other side. I lived my whole life for everybody else but me. Yeah. And then when she came back, she started living her life for her. The cancer went away like that. It was just incredible. And the, the doctors couldn't even like, they couldn't even explain it. Mm. And it was like, and so anyways, Wayne Dyer heard her story and mm. he's like, I have to write a book. Oh, and cool. so she went on tour with Hay House and yeah, yeah. got a chance to meet her. And she's just oh, wow. glowing like, like yeah. this woman is amazing. Yeah. So I highly recommend for people to check her out. But mm. anyway, so that to me is about, you know, an answer to a lot of the things we've been talking to very quick and, and short, just be authentic to yourself and the top 10 reasons and regrets of dying. There's another book, another woman um, that I'm trying to remember the name of the author right now, and I can't, but anyways, she was a, a nurse, palliative care nurse and same thing, just kind of took the themes down of what the, the dying yeah. were saying. And yeah. that was one of the top 
three, I believe, was how do I be authentic to me? And when you're living your life for somebody else, you become very bitter inside and angry. And I think that creates a lot of grief. And then when you've got that grief, it creates a lot of pain in the body because if you're not listening, you're not listening, you're not listening, and you're pushing it down and pushing it down, then the body finally is like, okay, you're not going to listen. Then we're going to create some kind of physical ailment that's going to make you listen. Right. And it's like what we present, what we persist will resist. It's like I use the analogy from my clients of a balloon and a pole. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a good swimmer and you might be good <laughs> pushing that balloon down. But let me tell you, honey, it's going to keep popping back up until you do something about it. And they go, what? what do you mean? I can't just keep pushing it down. I'm like, no, it's the same analogy. What goes up must come down. We, yeah. we, we do this as humans because we are human doings not human beings meaning that we do 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 for well we think for ourselves but we're actually doing for others a lot more than we ever do for ourselves and right now in what we're faced with in this global pandemic we're forced to sit down and be with ourselves and it's scary for a lot of people and you know and I really am saying this to all of the folks out there that are working in any of the things that we do in the body arts, you know, like, yeah. or what we're doing in these therapeutical means is to remind folks that there's professionals out there to help you yeah. and yes. that there's sessions they can have with you. And in RTT, there's sessions they can have online yoga therapy with me and awesome. or whatever. Reach, yeah. out to a, reach out to, um, you know, psychotherapists. There's tons yeah. of them now that are online. Yeah. I don't even know one that doesn't offer that, offer that model or hop yeah. on the phone. I was going to ask you if you do your yoga therapy online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually awesome. funny that you asked that. I just taught my first online class uh, yesterday. Oh my God, it was very scary, but That's hey, amazing. I'm pushing myself in different directions right now. And yeah. you know, and I thought, how, and a bunch of us yoga therapists go on these one hours together and stuff. And we're like, how the heck do you do hands-on work right. with people in a yeah. two-dimensional surface yeah. screen? Yeah. You can actually see their movement. Mm-hmm. Or if they didn't have video, I guess I could get them to take pictures of yeah. what they, I could give them the postures yeah. they could take pictures and they could send them to me in an email. You know, yeah. it's pretty difficult to work with somebody if they don't have a computer and they don't have the means to get on there right yeah. now. But yeah. um, definitely I could do some phone sessions, which I have done. I do that in my energy work. Or we don't need video at all. Yeah. So that's another option. So yeah. I great thing about what I do, and we'll go back to the very thing I said that I used to think that people would say about me was so mean. Like, what don't you do? And now I'm like, wow. Mm. <laughs> Everything, all of the things I've trained in, and I'm just gonna actually mention some of the things I've trained in too. Um and this is my quick definition of yoga therapy. Um, it's the one thing that I've practiced and I've given sessions more extensively studied that defines everything I do in one principle. As an example, I perform energy chakra balancings, mm-hmm. sound healings, dermal neuromodulating, both full, aroma therapy, Thai yoga massage, advanced pain care, I restore nervous systems through restorative yin yoga, all under the umbrella of yoga therapy. So I've stuffed everything I've trained in from literally the time I started training in energetics and when I was like 21 years old when I started training in energetics and chakras and learning about all that stuff and I got into Reiki back back in those days and then I moved it all and I stuffed it underneath this yoga therapy umbrella yeah. which you know with the yoga principles and everything defined within that and it really helped me become Cheryl Uphill that mm-hmm. masterpiece I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. and 
I needed that one thing to put all those things under. And I, I know there's other Swiss Army knives out there that are doing a bunch of different things. They have their hands and a bunch of stuff. And people will tell you, focus on one thing and one thing only and do it well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think we're kind of broke that model a while ago. I think now, especially with our next generation coming up, it's like, no, do get skilled in many things. Because as we know what's happening in this global pandemic, a lot of jobs are going to be obsolete, especially if we move to more of an online model. Mm-hmm. So it's forced me to move very quickly yeah. in this direction where I was yeah. resisting it. I was saying I was pushing my own balloon down for a long time, not hopping online. Mm-hmm. And now that balloon's right out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Cheryl, you better hop on board because what is my focus? What is my yeah. intention here? Yeah. It's not about creating a viable career for myself. It's what's my original intention. It's about helping myself mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and then helping others. Yeah. How can I do that right now? Mm-hmm. The only way I can do that is by, hopping on board with this, learning the online tools that I need, mm-hmm. getting really good, asking for help for the people around me and going for it. And yeah. so, yeah, I am, I am absolutely 100% on board to do this. And it is, but yoga therapy for me is the bridge between mind, body, and spirit. Mm. This is exactly why I've spent two years developing a whole curriculum from the self and spirit in the mind, body, spirit paradigm. And I'm launching a live streaming class, um, hopefully later this this spring awesome. of this year. So keep mm-hmm. your eye out for it. Um, yeah. I'll be on my website details and stuff at the, at the end of this. I, I'd love to hear more about Marma, sound healing, chakras. So maybe if you talk about Marma, all of that will fall under that umbrella. What is Marma therapy? Wow, that's a big nut to crack, just like <laughs> But, okay. So, um uh, this was from a course that I took in Bali, Indonesia, and it just from a fabulous doctor that learned from like the best of the best in India. Anyways, she's an Indian um, doctor herself, and this is kind of what she said loosely, um, and then my own interpretation of it. In the traditional medicine of India, the pressure points are called marmas, and then translated to the vulnerable or the sensitive zones of the physical body. So these points can be used specifically for diagnosis and treatment of disease or generally for promoting health and longevity. Mm-hmm. So the Marma point therapies are very integral to all the Ayurvedic therapies from okay. simple to complex. Um, it's the main pillar of the Ayurvedic thought and practice. And then it's also an important aspect of the science of yoga and connected to the physical postures. So prana, that's our life force energy through our breathing. It runs through the marma points, and it's the network of the nadis that sometimes is compared to the art of the traditional Chinese acupuncture medicine, uh-huh. of the chi energy that runs through the meridians. So if you've ever had an acupuncture session before, then you might be familiar with some of the points because the marma points are very close to where those are. But the main uh-huh. difference is that the marma covers kind of a larger area of the body, uh-huh. and then the marmas are the centers for the vital force or prana. So meaning in the Indian tradition, getting away from the Chinese tradition now, we're, we're kind of going, this is the intersecting points of where they actually go in the fascial lines of the body and stuff. Oh. I'm using all these words that I, I should be defining because the, the teacher in me is like, <laughs> define them all. But I know we don't, we only have a, a few minutes left or so. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's the, the marmas are the center of this prama. And then there are the master power that's behind both the physical and the psychological processes that are going on in us. Mm-hmm. So for me as a practitioner, um, when I'm working with folks, I can tune into the energy of these points yeah. by knowing where they are on the body. And then I can push on them gently with my fingertips. Mm-hmm. And depending on the fingers that I use, I can tune it up 
freaking tune it down. So it's kind of neat. It's like I have this little barometer in my yeah. fingers. And yeah. this is where I get to use all, a lot of my intuitive um, body work that I do. And uh, that's why I love aromatherapy. It's one of my strongest tools in my belt is aromatherapy for sure. Mm. That and dermal neuromodulating. I use the two of them kind of synergistically together. But Can you say that word again? Modulating? Modulating, yeah. What was Derm- the word? Dermal neuromodulating. So I've taken some courses with medical on this one and it's with working with people with um, advanced pain. We mm-hmm. have subcutaneous pain in their nervous system on the top layers of their derma yeah. and they can't even have an RMT come in and touch them. They're just oh. in so much pain. Yeah. So I can come in and um, I actually use this on a couple of cancer patients. It was so effective for them to get moving so they could get walking a little bit. Yeah. And I just come in on the on where the joints come in and these certain intersecting points. And I also use the monotherapy points here too because okay. I know where those are. Yeah. And I'll come in and I just gently, sometimes I just use two fingers. And I just stretch a little bit of the skin layer and I just hold it for two, three, four, or five minutes. And I talk to them and we do some yeah. psychological and grounding and stuff. Yeah. and. And it's really interesting when they get up and they go, that little bit of pressure has maybe moved my knee again. What the heck? Isn't that amazing? It blows me away that you don't need to be like in there or aggressively doing things to people. And, you know, sometimes it's just as little as the therapeutic touch, Jen, where you just come in on the body and it's just with the intention of the practitioner. Yeah. That that is what can define healing for somebody. It's about allowing them Base I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And for me, for Marma, I want to remove the blockages that they might be having yeah. by talking with them and then yeah. doing that. Sometimes we're totally silent as well. Marma generally is a very silent treatment, but mm. I kind of infuse a few of my other techniques in there. And then I, or I can actually like remove the blockages and improve the energy flow. Yeah. Um, and then because there's a stagnant areas in the body, that's generally where we, we present physical pain. And then. Um, they could, or they could be feeling emotional pain in that area too. Yeah. And then I tie the Marma philosophies into most of my yoga therapy sessions and meditations that I facilitate um, as a therapist. Mm. So I've trained actually in India for this. I've trained in Bali, Indonesia, and um, you know, I always say to people, I prescribe meditations, not medications. No, I love that. It's kind of like. Um, and I, you know, Marma, Marma for me is, is a meditation too, because it's a silent meditation. Sometimes there's mm-hmm. folks I'll be working with that where I just don't say much at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's other folks where we will get a little chatty throughout or they'll say, that's really sensitive right there. And why? And then I'll describe a little bit. It's very close to a chakra point and, mm-hmm. you know, and this kind of thing. And then we'll, we'll kind of get into that and educate people. See, this is the piece that I think a lot of therapists miss mm-hmm. is they just, do something to yeah. somebody else to affect yeah. a change. But for me as an educator, like I'm doing my master's right now in education and I'm like, how can you miss that piece? Like, you know, if you're working with folks, you have to train their brains. You have to strengthen their minds, strengthen their education, get them excited about learning something new about their body. Because and if you're not excited about the universe inside you, how the heck are you ever going to heal? You have well, to. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you're so passionate about that, and I love that. And I totally agree. And I also think that when you um, give them the knowledge, you're giving them the control and the power, and which is such an important piece of healing. Because if they feel like somebody, if that, that control and power is always external to them, I don't know how you have a full healing. You're, you're totally right. Like, absolutely. It's like a full healing in my mind is when you connect the mind, body, spirit paradigm to it. It's like, they're not separate pieces. And we, although 
in my curriculum development for this course, I had, I had to split it up into pieces, obviously, yeah. because it's yeah. too much to get in like one hour. Like there's no way, like it has to be, you know, I've got enough content to teach a basically a three month course, like, you know, where wow. you could be with yeah. people <laughs> weekly and we could literally spend, um, you know, a month on each area, right? Cheryl, and, sign me up. <laughs> right? And, and, and then, believe me, this is what I'm developing in my in my program right now, um, my master's program, because I'm studying curriculum development mm-hmm. and instructional design, and I'm like, how do I bridge all of this? And, you know, and it's just like, it's exciting. It's scary for me, but it's exciting. Yeah. Every time something scares the crap out of me, I know it's the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Going in the right direction. Go towards me. the fear. <laughs> it's, it's pushing me to this change. And, yeah. and it's the change that we're all needing. We're all feeling. So I'm an I'm empath and I feel things. Yeah. I feel global yeah. things that are going on. And so mm-hmm. I'm just tuning in to what other people are needing mm-hmm. and I'm creating it. And then hopefully I get enough people to sign up to put food on my plate. <laughs> you know, one day. And, and that's all I care about at this point. It's not about becoming famous in the yoga world or whatever. It's like that there is such a thing. Like it's like, am I famous to myself? Do I look at myself as my own best friend and my own person wearing pom poms for me and moving forward? And do I believe in myself? Am I confident? That's what's more important than anything. And to have any kind of accolades outside of that shouldn't matter. It should be like, I really want to do this. I'm yeah, myself, is it is it right? fun? Yeah, yeah. And I think to me, people do things because they have to, right? Yeah. No, I yeah. love that because I, I mean, my own personal philosophy is that everything comes down to if you're being authentic and or not, if you're living true to yourself or not. And I think when it's a not, which most of us, myself included, I'm still trying, working my way back. But when we live like that, it's like it just creates a whole bunch of symptoms it creates a lot of challenges it creates a lot of roadblocks it's a lot of sabotage self-sabotage and it's just harder but it is also on the other side hard to unravel everything to going back to just peeling it away to just being authentic just the ease of being you (laughs) well and this is it how authentic are we really to ourselves yeah and how how much do we know what our authenticity looks like to yeah. us? We look to other people to define that yeah. all the time, yeah. right? That fear belt yeah. that is going on yeah. inside you, right? Yeah. That yeah. cure, that fixing. Yeah. And people always think, like going back to yoga therapy and the definition of it, they go, okay, fix me. Because they think I'm like an RMT, a registered massage mm-hmm. therapist or a chiropractor mm-hmm. or a physical therapist or something or a physio. And I'm like, no, I, I, I do. I have studied a little bit in those areas and I, I pull from those mm-hmm. modalities. Mm-hmm. But my modality is for me to teach you yeah. on how you can help yourself, not yeah. fix yourself, because I don't want people to get in the mentality that we need to be fixed. Yeah. We're broken and we need to yeah. be fixed. It's like, when we're broken, that's how the light gets in. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's simple. Like, that's how the yeah. light gets in. That's how we actually manifest these changes within us. Yeah. And sometimes, I might never ever get rid of all of my low back pain in this lifetime. I'm okay with that now. I don't try to to control it or move towards it and I must work on it every day and I've been working so hard at my back pain and I'm hard at this and hard at that and it's like you know what kind of small steps can I make every day that are simple like this like sitting and grounding or like bringing white light or yeah. Alright, thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned in the beginning, I've cut it here and I'm going to include the rest of the episode um, in the coming week or two. And this is going to include the guided meditation 
that she leads us through, which is incredibly important for all of us, but especially if you're more of a sensing, feeling, empathetic kind of person. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.